This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Listen to The Business of Life on demand by subscribing and downloading it wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode... If I just start with a positive affirmation every day about what I think, you know, we could do, like how we could start changing the dialogue. And, and I got to tell people, I do them the night before. And don't get up in the morning and do them. You know why I do them the night before? Because then I can take my experience of the day and think back on it, reflect and say, huh, what did I learn today that I could have done differently? And I, I write it down and then that is what I tweet out in the morning. All coming up with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. I am going to rename you Traveling Maestro Jan because I have been watching you on Instagram and I you know, we both travel a lot, but holy smokes, you have gone town to town, city to city, dressing room to elegant dressing room. Some of I those t- <laughs> gyms. I can tell you right now, I have been in more cities than our prime minister. More, I've been to more places in Canada than any sitting prime minister, I think, in the history of Canada. And I think you could say that about every musician working here. It is a dog and pony show for sure. And yes, yeah, some of the gyms I would walk into, I'd be so geared up in the morning, I'd be like... I'd have Mitty zipped in her bag, and I'm like, my little dog, she, you have to stay on the da- down low, Mitty. We're going into the gym. And sometimes there'd be like a half-inflated ball, <laughs> that's one, one oh, five-pound weight, and a can of Campbell's soup. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, let's make it work. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, <laughs> so the Campbell's soup was the weightlifting. And you the, bet. And, the, and, you know, like, listen, anybody can work out with a fully inflated ball, but, you know, you, like it's, it's a challenge to hold a plank on a half-inflated ball. I don't do planks. I I look at your videos. Arlene (laughs) does these. She does uh, some Instagram stories with her trainer, who is really the devil. Um, And you guys are doing, like, there's nothing to be proud of doing 500 steps. I mean, that just makes us all look bad, Arlene. It really does. But honestly, you look amazing. And I'm really proud of you for doing it. You know, people ask me this all the time, and I'm kind of glad you sort of touched on this. The question I get asked most of all, it's nothing about music. It's not even my mom anymore. It's like, what are you doing? What? How do I get started? Mm-hmm. How the hell do I get started working out? Because let's face it, most most of us had our shirts and our friggin' laundry hanging on our treadmills and our elliptical machines and our whatever. It was just a place to put crap. So, so, <laughs> so I got to tell you, I just ordered one of those exercise bikes, and um, that you know you can take the class with other people. The spinning thing? Yeah, the spinner. The spinning thing. Oh. It's called a Peloton, and, and you too can sponsor us Peloton bikes. Uh, <laughs> we have and tried too, so Campbell damn soup. hard. We have tried so hard to get a sponsor. Oh, I swore. I'm not allowed to swear. We keep making, you know, dropping suggestions. People, listen to us. We we have like a lot of subscribers now. Like a lot of you are listening to us. It's time. Anyhow, Peloton bikes. Um, so I, I ordered one, and I tweeted mm-hmm. out that I hope that it made as good a clothing rack as my treadmill did because it was, I was giving up the treadmill and then somebody, you know, a few people tweeted back saying, well, it's actually got more places to hang things, so it should be better for you. So Woo! I am going to get on that bike and ride away into the sunset in one spot. Yeah. All you have to do is just start with the one day. Yeah. And and I know it's it's easier said than done. Look at I my schedule is crazy on the road and a lot of women are like, "But you have so much leisure time." I I really don't. Yeah. I don't have a lot of leisure time. I either have to get up earlier to do a workout 
or I have been doing stuff after shows. So I usually finish singing at about 10.30. Um, sometimes Chris, my road manager, will come with me, but a lot of times it's me and Mitty. I'll, I'll put on workout stuff as soon as I get back to the hotel, and I go into the gym. Sometimes it's not open, but I'll go to the front desk and say, hi, it's me, uh, your favorite customer, and they will let me. And they're like, okay, just be careful. You know, there's nobody around. And and I'll, I will do at least 45 minutes either walking, listening to music, or watching a podcast or something, and I just do it. And the feeling that I get from just making that effort, I, I can't even measure it, Arlene. It, it changes it has changed my DNA. Mm-hmm. It has changed the way I think about myself, the way I approach my work, because it's just making that commitment. And trust me, I try and talk myself out of it all the time. Go to bed. Oh, we'll get up early tomorrow and do it. I'm always bartering, always bartering. And, and at the end of the day, I just go and do it. I just keep moving. And yeah. my mom has been an inspiration, too, because I'm looking at someone. Her head is so bent over now. She's in a wheelchair. And this is a woman that was always, you know, quite active. But... Not to the point where she should have been, uh, to be honest. Like, she should have been, you know, doing more. I think it would have helped. Yeah, that's just it, right? We are getting to the age where if we don't really start taking care of ourselves now, we're going to be a burden on our loved ones in some respect, right? Because they're going to have to help take care of us because we won't have the physical strength, um, assuming that, you know, everything else is fine. I mean, it's not your mom's case whatsoever. But, like, I'm, I'm with you that you have to... People say the same thing, like, what are you doing? And I'm going, you know, listen, I the hardest conversation I have every day is the one I have with myself when I first wake up. Exactly mm-hmm. what you just said, like, you barter. I don't want to yeah. do this. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm yes. too tired. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll just, oh, you know what, I really can't. i got so many things to do. And I found out, like, for me, I'm actually impressed that you go out with Mitty and come back and change. Because for me, if my workout clothes aren't the very first thing I put on in the day, they are definitely not going to get on me in any other part of the day. So, like, I have to, <laughs> that has got to be the first thing I put on. Because once I'm in the clothes although wait a minute I, I gotta be honest sometimes I put the clothes on and I just sit there and then I'll get on the phone and I'll get busy and you procrastinate and I procrastinate and then I just take them off and go to work but but for the most part I'm I'm with you every day I'm up early Jan like you know 5 6 o'clock in order to fit out in workouts I know and, you know because you either have to get stuff done ahead of the workout or you have to make sure your workout's in and done but I feel and I'm really fortunate. I know I am because I get to hire a trainer who's also a very good friend of mine. And he he has, we have the most amazing conversation. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How, how much is he every session? I And I, I, you don't have to answer that if it's too personal, but just like I don't have a trainer. I don't have a personal trainer. But how, how, is it like a hundred bucks a session? Is it is that sort of the ballpark? You know, I think they're they're all very different. I think on okay. average you can get a trainer anywhere from, you know, sixty dollars an hour up to you know probably six hundred dollars so, an I hour mean, depending who, on who you wanted to have training. But I mean, okay, let's be honest. Honestly, like sixty dollars and there's no way in hell I wouldn't even pay that. And I I I, I don't really know how could afford oh, that Arlene. Ha, yes, you well a sixty dollars. But what if you worked out five days a week? Sixty dollars. Well, no, they give you deals. Like if you buy oh. ten or twenty of the of the sessions, you get like a deal, right? So you might spend. Well, like, yes, it's most ex- people can't okay, do that. But you don't train every day with somebody. You like first of all, he's a friend, so it's a whole different calibration okay. for us. But like I I would say that. Um, 
if you can't afford a trainer every day, then you hire one and get one once a week who maybe helps you to that just shows you what to do. Right, shows you what to do. But okay, you know, like for me, that with, I get. Yeah, and so I don't think you have. It is expensive, but I think you know a lot of people spend that much money on candy and junk food and you know eating poorly and. Clothes oh, that right. don't fit, right. you know, and there's lots yeah. of ways we can. And to me, it's all about choices with what to do with your money. And I know how lucky I am that I can have. Well, first, I'm very lucky because Mark is such a great friend, and you know, we we as much do it as friends as we do it as he is my trainer, right? So I think yeah. that's different, and I'm just really lucky to have somebody who. Did you see the picture of him that I posted on my Instagram? It was a little racy. Oh my god! The, okay, for those of you listening. Go to my Instagram feed and look at this man's physique. <laughs> like, this is my trainer, and his name's Mark McCoy. He's an ex-Olympian who uh, won gold in the hurdles. He's 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 incredibly fit. Like I don't know if he's got even a quarter of an ounce of body fat, but his he was getting a photo shoot done. Caitlin, our producer, just looked him up and she's giving me the thumbs up. Like yeah, I mean okay, I know that sounds horrible, but you have to. <laughs> even Adam is giving me thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's you have to appreciate the beauty of a, okay, a, of a body of like never, that. Yeah, and I get that, and I get that. But I'm just going to be the devil's advocate here. I think body image. There's so many great bodies. Everybody's got a great body. If you've got a healthy body, you've got a great body. Right. Full stop. End of story. And thankfully, that discussion is happening now, that that narrative with women especially, that there's all shapes and all sizes. I can look at Mark and really appreciate that. Most guys don't look like that. That no, takes he's not so <laughs> much work. That takes so much work. You know, when I look at people with bodies like that, I'm going, you're doing 30 hours a week of fitness and... But he's a professional and you're, and you're athlete. Yeah, I get that and modifying training, but most of us just have lives that we have to live and traveling and flying and 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 all of that stuff. And I, Jan, he's got an eighteen pack. Okay, he doesn't have. I have a one pack. I have one (laughs) thing on my stomach. He's not going to be happy. I'm talking about him, but you know, like, like, listen, your point is is really fair, and I think it's the best point, which is, you know, you, but, but. There are all kinds of body types, and we have to appreciate all kinds of body types. But when somebody is an athlete, and just like a musician, Jan, like he spends uh, every day uh, on his craft, yes. and his craft is athleticism, his body. right? His body is yeah. is his temple, and he does. He eats like he makes us look like we eat like absolutely crazily bad. He is. He eats incredibly healthily. He's committed to health. Listen, he, I look like I ate my trainer, okay? That's what I look like. <laughs> no, the time. <laughs> no. Oh, I my God. Like- Jan had a trainer. She ate him. And uh, not that's what she true. Looks like. So not okay. true. You look. I know, but- you look fantastic. And but but okay. You're, but I want to get back to your point because your point's right that we can't compare ourselves because some it is genetics. I mean, come on, that guy. There's genetics mm. involved as well as hard work. There's genetics yeah. involved. I'll never have a 12 pack or an 18 pack. Okay, well, I want to like the, a one pack. Getting back to the question that I am asked ad nauseum. I just don't know how to start. And I empathize because I went years and years. And sometimes I had like three-month spurts where I would, you know, get on the bike or go walking or, or, or you know, the treadmill or something. And I would try and watch my diet. 
And then I would be right back into old habits. So I understand when, when people come up to me and ask me that question. This time, I think what has made me successful is that I'm a little bit more mature and I think I see that far distant finish line in my life where this is it now. I'm in my 50s and no fooling around. I don't have time to go back on promises to myself. I really would like to be here for, you know, another 25 years to enjoy life or 30 years and to be well enough to do the things that I want to do, which is, you know, whether I want to walk the hills up to friggin Machu Picchu or or play volleyball on a beach nude with a bunch of people that look like Mark, you know, um, I just I want to look after myself. <laughs> I know I had to put that in there. So I'm trying to get that picture out of my mind, Jan. Don't ever get it out of your head. No, you playing. No, no. See, I can't. I can't even get. Because I, I, I think what did you, you would need? Like, what do? You, what would you? You would I do. A, I I do wear two speechless. sports bras now. It's I two. wear a couple of sports. One bras. for each I, boob, or what is? How does well, that no, work? Well, no. I put. I layer them. I layer them. Because <laughs> you need extra like, support. Extra sporty. You're extra sporty. Like, I'm a 36 double D. You got to think what? back, Arlene. I am. I'm 36 double D. And I use like minimizer bras. And trust me, I have had many conversations with myself. You know that I went to a plastic surgeon and I was going to get stuff done. I was all marked up with Sharpie. I had freaking Sharpie marks on me for like two weeks. I'm going, oh, that's where my belly button would have been had I <laughs> gone through with the, uh, the operation. But I opted out because I thought there's a lot of more things that I can do far as exercise and nutrition and it has been I'm I'm even a lot further along with where I want to be in the last 10 months yeah I've really like, noticed it lately with you that you can really see that you're I mean that's kind of it you turn a corner and back to your point on you know how do you get started it honestly you guys I mean, I, I don't know how much weight I have lost. Um, I know, Jan, you know, you probably don't even keep track of it anymore. I think... I've I've lost 62 pounds. Oh, people that are losing weight... Wait, I don't keep track. Weight. I've lost 62 pounds, no, three ounces. I do. <laughs> yes, Apparently I do, do keep, keep track. track. Okay, I don't. Like, I, I keep track, and I just want to know for myself. Uh, in a perfect world, I have, like, another 20 pounds I want to lose. But honestly, I bet you it takes me two years. And it's just... It really is food. But now, I really am not eating meat now and that's made a big difference these are just things that I answer people when they talk to me so I I never miss a day working out I always switch it up I don't do the same thing all the time I have lately incorporated weights I still do yoga when I can probably twice a month I know that doesn't seem like much but it's important just to get moving and stretching and I'm just moving and I'm actually enjoying it so yes I hated it hated it hated it hated every second of it hated that and then one day I went I'm actually enjoying this just because I started seeing the results. When you see results, your mind rewards itself. I think people expect things to happen really quickly. It took me two years of every day of actually standing back and be able to look in the mirror and going, I, I notice a change. So it's not overnight. You didn't get your body there overnight. You got your body to the point that you had, you know, that you are now, and it took that many years. If you're 45 years old, it took you 45 years to get into that corner. So it's going to take you a while to get yourself out of that place. That's what people have to understand. It's not, there is no quick fix. There's no quick fix in a magazine. There's no secret pill. There's no mad, the 10 day magic cabbage diet, the five, I mean, there, it, there's a reason why it's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry because they're trying to fool you into thinking that there's something magical out there when all it is 
is the food you eat and the motion that you make with your body. That is it. There's no, there's nothing else that's going to do it for you. Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about that day because I've been kind of feeling like I. Well, first of all, I didn't. You weighed yourself so you could track your. Progress, I do weigh myself, but I, I, but I only weigh myself once a month. Once a month. Have you not been talking to people lately? Because you just won't let me get a word in edgewise. It's like okay, you're go. just talking, Sorry. talking. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, you're not. That's why I love you, because you're not going to shut up. Um, <laughs> never. Never. Um, <laughs> now, see, I've lost my train of thought because I'm old and I can't remember. All right, here's what I was going to say, uh, that I didn't weigh myself, and I didn't weigh myself because I didn't want to know how bad it was. Like, I th- actually thought that was going to detract me from starting because I thought if I knew how bad it was, I would feel it was insurmountable. And so I decided not to get on a scale and to just start working out and changing my lifestyle and thinking differently about food as you said it's calories in calories out if you don't if you don't extra they say it's 80 20 80 percent what you eat and 20 percent mm-hmm. how you work out mm-hmm. and so the la about three weeks ago watching you waste not waste away doing really really well looking amazing i thought what am i not doing right because i'm not really feeling like i'm dropping weight so i i go all by my the way i feel right and yeah. how my clothes fit and I decided that I was going to change up the you know the way I'm consuming food because I don't I never have eaten really really horribly, but you know there's things I could tighten up in terms of my lifestyle. And I've done that, and I feel so much better. Like oh my gosh, I can't even. My energy levels up. I'm drinking more water. I I'm just doing and I'm having fun. And people, you know, where people say they notice it in me. Where? Go ahead, figure it out. Ask the question. What do you think it is? I- <sighs> Are my boobs I, are my boobs perkier? No, not that. Well, I my- <laughs> I feel like I mean obviously people mostly look at face, but I just think you look the you look vibrant. Your eyes, your eyes just look bright, and I see changes in your outlook, your moods, like even your stories. Your your tweets have become more optimistic. I know this is kind of, I don't, I don't want to get like too deep, but your tweets have been so positive this last month, Arlene. I look forward to getting up in the morning and reading what you have to say because it's like, it's like you're cheering on the human race. You can't tell me that doesn't have, have something to do with how you feel about you. Um, uh, two things I would say to that. Um, thank you. Th- thank you. Thank you. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is that where, where people notice it is on my skin because your skin does, you know, your skin's your biggest organ, right? So it does reflect when you're working out and taking care of yourself and healthier. But the positive tweets and the rest of that, I think I hadn't connected the dots the way you just did. I, I definitely think you have better optimism and more spirit when you're healthy and thinking about where you are but it's also because of the stage of life I am and it's also because I can't take the negativity on Twitter anymore I just couldn't take it anymore it was like wearing me down exhausting me like if I read one more person telling me that you know somebody was lying cheating you know killing hating um, just like it was just awful and so I thought okay how do I stay on Twitter and still stay engaged and so I I think I talked to you about this the other day I Uh just decided I was going to start helping my Self by just like exercise helps yourself, how you think and um, helps how you portray to the world yourself. And so, I did that for me. I, I did those tweets for me. And isn't it funny? Like I thought, if I just start with a positive affirmation every day about what I think 
you know, we could do, like how we could start changing the dialogue. And it's just become, and, and I got to tell people, I do them at the night before. I don't ah. get up in the morning and do them. You know why I do them the night before? Because it's, then I can take my experience of the day and think back on it and reflect and say, huh, what did I learn today that I could have done differently? And I, I write it down and then that is what I tweet out in the morning. What has really been inspirational for me is is seeing my friends make changes in their lives. I count you as one of those people. Just people that I have known for years and years and years that I've really seen struggle. And I watch them pick themselves up, even if they've had like three crappy years. My friend went through a divorce. I had a, I've had a couple of friends that have gone through divorces the last five or six years, and it really knocks people to the curb. It upsets the family unit, you know, jobs, houses, moving. It's a lot. And But I've seen, you know, my male friends and female friends get themselves back on track with rewarding themselves with good food, not not three glasses of wine at the end of the day, because you know how people always talk about, oh yeah, that's that's my reward. I had such a great day and I worked so hard. I'm going to reward myself with alcohol. That always drives me crazy. I want to <laughs> hit my head against a wall that people are rewarding themselves with a poison. Hear me out here, because I know I'm sounding like, you know, oh, you, you don't drink anymore, so now you're, you're anti-alcohol. I'm not. But why not reward yourself with a great walk around the block with friends and a great conversation and some some food that nourishes your body i just you just said it to me on the break we were talking about what a a pivotal difference it makes in a human life to feed your body well and to have it move and so even if you have two crappy years, Arlene, even when you do have those two or three years when you're down and out and you can't seem to move, you can't seem to motivate yourself, I always want to encourage people, don't lose hope. Don't turn two years into four years and four years into eight years. You can all, every day is an opportunity to start again. Yeah, every and, single day. Yeah. No, that's, that's really great advice. And I hope everybody out there listening takes it to heart. I, I just, but I, I, you know, you just said something that made me think something completely a little bit different. So I, mm-hmm. I love, I love walking after I eat because it just helps your digestion and you don't feel so full. But have, the holidays are coming up, Jan. Yeah. Turkey dinners, big food, let's eat too much. Food everywhere. Food everywhere. So did you hear the story about the the woman in the UK who was always the person hosting Christmas dinner, always the person doing all the work, and she decided to heck with it. I'm tired of doing all the work. I'm going to have dinner catered, and I'm just going to charge everybody who shows up to my dinner as you know that I'm going to host 25 bucks to, <laughs> to come and eat. <laughs> what do you think? I just, I don't, I don't know. I would never do it in a million years. Um, And I think if, you know, my friend said to me, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm doing dinner tonight. Oh, I can't wait to see you. It's $25. We're going to take a check or we we have our, you know, our little machine that we stick into the phone. I would be gobsmacked. (laughs) So I I stand at the door with their little, (laughs) their little uh, square on their phone. Yes. Put your card in here. It'll be $25, please. I mean... (laughs) I know. Wouldn't you be better off saying, listen, I don't want to do all the cooking. Everybody bring a dish with you and you don't need to pay or can we all just help make it happen? But like, uh, I don't know. Like on the other side, I kind of, I know I actually don't get it. I would never do that no matter how 
broke I was, I wouldn't do that. Like, because I would always feel like I would just ask people to help contribute in a different way. Maybe I don't know. I shouldn't. <laughs> Who knows? You wouldn't go. So, would you go? Would you pay? Well, I mean, I would if it was a good friend. I would absolutely pay. But I would. I would also preface the whole dinner by making a phone call and saying. You know, hey, are you okay? Like this is, <laughs> is everything. <laughs> this is this is kind of whack. So, like, do you want me to lend you some money? Why don't we do the dinner at my house? Like, are you that overwhelmed? You know, if you choose to, and I've had, I've made dinners many times over the years, and I've gone out and I've spent four hundred bucks on groceries to have ten people in the house, and but the one thing that I have done over the years is. Whenever I had a party, and this is the God's truth, it was it's always been bring your own booze. Even when I was drinking, I'm like, I'm not spending $700 on alcohol, and I don't know what everyone's drinking. Like sometimes it's red wine, sometimes it's white wine. Hey, bring what you're going to drink. So that saves me money right there. Um, and my family, oh, everyone always brought side dishes. I have always done the turkey. Like I'll do the turkey and I'll do the stuffing. Great. And everyone brings stuff. So the casseroles or the sweet potato pie or someone brings dessert. So it's always been potlucky in our household. Like my mom, you know, she used to do like a, a big dinner, but we always helped cooking. I, I would be concerned if someone said it's going to be 25 bucks this year. I think I'd, I don't know, I think I'd blow my two sports bras off right <laughs> off my body. So there you go. <laughs> well, I think listen, my... I, this is not to suggest that if everybody got together and said, hey, let's all just chip in and, and hire a caterer, I think that's totally okay. Like everybody chips in, we hire a caterer, you know, that's and it's done. That, but it's different saying, I want to ha- have dinner at my place and I'm not going to cook because I just don't want to be bothered. But I, 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 so apparently this story got like a ton of attention because right? people were really mad at her. People really applauding her. People, there, there was people loving the idea. There was people hating the idea. There was people saying, who do you think you are? This is Christmas. <laughs> you should get, get your button gear and cook. Like, and we, you know, but, I, but I, I, so I can see both sides of it, I guess. I can, I can, I can see both sides. Well. There, there's something to be said, though, too. I mean, my mom hosted Christmas dinner for years and years and years. And we finally got to a point um, where I just knew that she couldn't handle it. Anymore. She insisted on it. Like, her and my dad wanted to do it. They got up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get... It was stuff... They loved to do it. And I don't have a huge extended family. There might have been 12 of us in the house. But I know some people that have 30 people in the house. So you imagine going out and buying all those food. I would imagine that would be two or three turkeys. Or, or two or three hams plus a couple of turkeys. It's a lot of food. 30 people. Um, so I get that. I just, I, I would lean on my friends. I just don't, th- I could never charge money to people coming through the door. I just couldn't. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of times now, I even, a lot of my friends, they do really cool things. They'll host a dinner, but they're like, can you bring something for the food bank? And I've loved yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I just, I've loved that idea. You know, do you have like canned stuff in your house? Can you bring my husband and I, I got a big box at the door and we're going to drop it off at the food bank this week. And, and I've loved that idea of giving to, to somebody else. Well, but listen, if you were going to charge me 25 bucks, Arlene, I wouldn't show up. Yeah. Well, I think, the, I think the point of this is, is that if you're the person who's volunteering to host the event, then you should, then no matter what you put on, no matter whether it's a fancy spread or a very simple 
、uh, fair, whatever it is. You're doing it because you you're trying to be generous and and you're trying to. You know, show people hospitality, and I've been in some. You know, I mean, I grew up very, very poor,、um, and I have I, I have a lot of friends and family that have zero money. And some of the best memories of my life were having Christmas dinner with, that were very, very simple, very you know, like low key, but the happiest times. It had nothing to do with the fanciness of it. So. And and but it was everybody in the kitchen cooking. It was everybody, you know, flour on all of our faces, and the turkey, you know. Oh my God, we、mm-hmm. forgot to put it in on time. You know, <laughs> like the, the the stuffing, all of that. That is the memory. And so,、yeah. but I, you know, I I have had Christmas men meals catered because I was just on the road so much and traveling, and so I have like I've called a hotel and you can order everything from the hotel. And I can tell you, first of all, I wouldn't charge people for it because I obviously I could afford to do it or I wouldn't have done it. But second、mm-hmm. of all. It's not the same. It tastes good,、no. but it's just not the same. It's、no. so. I guess the point of this is, if you're going to eat a lot of turkey, <laughs> first of all, walk after dinner. Yeah, leave something for the food bank. Yeah, but don't you, you? Sorry, don't what? No, you go. No, my my point is, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap it up there, which is go for a walk after dinner, and.、Uh, Maybe bring your poor overworked host next time. Volunteer to do it yourself and have her over because she's exhausted. Well, clearly, before we went into the whole debacle of charging people for Christmas dinner, I I mean that with love in my heart. You know that. <laughs>、um, we were talking about just trying to get through the holidays, like when you're really trying to watch what you're eat eating, and it is difficult. But I'll tell you right now, the first and foremost thing. For me, even a few years ago, when I was still drinking a bit of alcohol, that's what's going to really get you over the holidays: is the homemade Baileys and the extra cocktails and the wine at dinner and then the sherry with a cheese plate and champagne. And there's a lot of alcohol at Christmas time during the holidays, and of course, you go right into New Year's too. Like, make sure that you always have a glass in your hand where people aren't trying to ply you with alcohol. Put some bubbly in there. Throw in a couple of cranberries and just look festive and just say, "No, I've got a drink already." Like really, try and watch yourself. I find if I had a couple of drinks, Arlene, I would always eat more. Like it really is. There's an aperitif、yeah. for a reason because it 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 gets your appetite up. And it also so, takes your, it also takes your willpower down, right? You、yes. your willpower goes down, your appetite goes up. You kind of lose your self control, which is what happens in in alcohol. But you said something that you kind of stopped me. You said, "You know what's going to get you over the holidays, Arlene? Like that homemade Bailey's and that." And I'm thinking, <laughs> she doesn't mean like that's what's going to get you over the holidays. She means what's you know what's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, everybody listening, she wasn't saying that you should <sighs> drink to get yourself over the holidays. That's not what she was saying. It's not, although my I've been known to sometimes do that. <laughs> oh, it's so good those homemade liqueurs that people make. I've never make. had those. Really? Oh my gosh, they're made with like really thick, heavy cream and all these. Spices and stuff. I, I, people know not to bring me that anymore. My friend Nigel, Nigel, if you're out listening to this right now, he is so funny. On the holidays, he would always get a cold at the holidays. Like never fails. He's always. I'm like, did you get your Christmas cold? Yes, I've got it. And he would be sending me little clips, video clips of him drinking Bailey's and cough syrup, and he just swore by it. He goes, "This is always the cure all, be end all, be all." Is my Bailey's and cough syrup? I'm just like, if anything wants to make me gag, it's that. 
<laughs> well, um, I like the only time I have the year I drink eggnog is over the holidays. And I don't even want to know what the calorie count is of that. But you know what? Uh, Listen, your point on having a drink in your hand, sipping it, not being, you know, like not. Like I also, you know what a tip for me is, is I eat before I go to the event. Like I'll eat something that actually suppresses my appetite. So I'm not so hungry because if you go there and you're starving, right? I, I find that it makes such a difference if I don't go to a party or an event really hungry so yeah. I'll, I'll eat some nuts or I will have some protein in particular I find it suppresses my appetite I don't feel as hungry I'm less likely to eat stupid things because there's always junk food out you know everywhere but these are the things I don't know you just learn them right it's it and and some people just have a natural metabolism that they can eat anything but I think that eventually it catches up with you when I was when I after I had my four children Jan I got down to I was like 116 pounds I had, what the I'd hell? Had four, I had four kids I was well, I'm I'm short I'm little as you like like yeah. not very high <laughs> that's what short generally <laughs> yeah, that's means short, uh, short. <laughs> I'm not opposite at all and and so I was like 115 116 pounds after having four children and oh. and I you know I just and and then each they say you gain a pound a year, so you know that would be probably about right. Like I'm now only 120 pounds, so that makes sense. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm a little more than that. I but, yeah, yeah, I'm not telling anybody what I weigh. That's no no job on. one. No, we're not gonna. I, well, I don't weigh myself, so I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to. But I but I think the point is like you know you go back on that stuff and your metabolism. Okay, news alert to yeah what it. We interrupt the show to give you a news alert. The news About, alert is you will gain weight as you get older and your metabolism changes. So A, enjoy it now, and B, make sure you change your entire thought structure around what happens when you get older. As far is that as true for everybody? Goes, is that true for everybody? Am I being a generalist there? Maybe. I don't know. My grandmother always said she wanted to have like 25 pounds extra on her in case she ever got sick. And she said that's how you used that. to think back in the day. Well, back in the day, back in the day, that's just kind of what they thought if they hit hard times that they had a little bit of reserve. I really did have this conversation with my grandmother. She said we always put on winter weight. She goes, you know, we just, we had all our vegetables and all our... Our, our larder was all stocked up for the winter, and she said generally, obviously we weren't out working really hard in the fields, and we weren't working in the garden, and we weren't looking after the farm. We were in, sitting in front of the fire. The jobs were much fewer, and they had a lot of food sort of stored away, and they gained this winter weight. And she said in the summertime, you just worked so hard that you worked it off. And she said that's what we all did. Um, but you never worried about it. Everyone was kind of cheering you on if you had a little bit of hips going. It was just a different way of thinking. We don't think that way now. We don't. It has nothing to do with the farming culture or anything of the sort. It's you're just supposed to look exactly the same way year in year out. I'm just saying it's the way we are about our bodies now. I don't think it's ever been more unhealthy how we view the human body, how we think of ourselves. I think we're in dire straits. It's got to change. We've, we've got to change how we think about ourselves and how we feed ourselves. There, There's so much junk food out there. Even driving through little towns in, in Canada now, you see all the usual suspects of the fast food chains. And I'm talking about towns that have 8,000 people in them. And they are lined up on a Friday, Saturday night with people getting crap. 
it, it's heartbreaking to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also, you know, the food can be, the, it, it's an expense choice as well, though, Jen. A lot of people can only, you know, healthy food can be more expensive. It just genuinely can be. And so these, 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 these foods fill people up. Um, and it's it's an easy thing to do. Like I've done it. Like when I went off working out for two years, I didn't eat well. I ate crap. Like you know, maybe it was like dressed up as more expensive crap, but it was still crap. <laughs> like you know, like I got the room service oh, was a little more. That's from the room service was better, but it was still it was Pringles with a gold ribbon around it. You know, but it was still oh, Pringles. Yeah. I, I guess Pringles. You can also sponsor us on this show. But oh, maybe, thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> maybe not after what I... It's not that Pringles are bad for... Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to say they are good or bad. You, listen, do you want them to sponsor us or don't you? Pringles are very good for you. Are Especially they? the ones... No, they're not. Any kind of chips. <laughs> you can't say Anything, that. Any, no, that's no, not true. Just, there are good chips. Are you out of your mind? I no, there do, are no good chips. I have a share of the no, chip. Okay, my hashtag, I am known for share oh. the chip. And I think share the chips is like, chips if can it's, be incredibly uplifting food, first of all. It's potatoes, which are not bad for you. And they say fat. Deep frying them is. <laughs> Sometimes you can bake them. I love chips. Okay, they're not bad. I, hey, I'm a fan of the potato. If I'm going to do fast food, guess where I get it. Guess what I eat for fast food, everybody. Just guess. A baked potato at Wendy's. That's what uh, I freaking get. Who do you think you are then telling us that their things are bad for you? But, but I, I don't eat chips. <laughs> I haven't eaten a potato chip. Oh, in, you're judging uh, me now for my chip eating. I, 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 I kind of am. I, I, potato chips will get you before faster than anything else on the planet, a potato chip. I, I had a friend that was addicted to potato chips, and his wife had to like literally get him help. To stop him from eating, he was hiding potato chips in their house. Okay, well, he that's was different. hiding chips. The, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the chip. The chip was my demise. I'm never going back to the chip, Arlene. I see your hashtag. I know what you're trying to do to me, and I don't like it. You're trying to. <laughs> the whole point to share of hashtag share the chips. Is, what is it? It's to get people to understand that sharing food and you know, like chips are meant to be shared. That way, you don't eat them all yourself, and then they're not so bad for you. Because you're sharing them. Everybody can participate in the. the we have evil clearly joy. gone off the rails here, people. <laughs> you know what? First of all, I don't think that we're going to get sponsored by a potato chip company, but I do love potato chips. So maybe, maybe there's hope. Well, I to me that was the biggest that was that was my biggest downfall is chips and savory things like that. Anything deep fried. There's so many. Have you ever tried kale chips, Arlene? They're hideous, but they're kind of crunchy. Disgusting. They're a little bit labor intensive. Like you start off with a bushel of kale and you bake it in the oven, like slow, like 325 degrees. Wait, wait, you and make you your put own some salt kale on chips? it? Yes. You don't buy them? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you don't need to buy kale chips. These are so much cheaper. But listen, if you want to get through Christmas, okay, what, let's go back to our points here. Take it easy on the alcohol, have a drink in your hand. And there's tons of stuff that you can eat that's not like sticking to lean protein, like having. Your, your turkey meat and loading up on, you know, your carrots and vegetables. Watch the mashed potatoes and all the gravies and the sauces and stuff. But cranberry sauce, I love cranberry sauce. That's kind of guilt-free if it's not laced with sugar. And go for, but, a, wa- go for a walk after dinner, you know, like, and, and the other thing that I've learned is slow down. Don't eat fast. Slow it down. Ooh, you we know, eat fast in our family. Eat, I know, but that's bad for you. That's really, really bad for you. Like, My mom would say, it down. took me all day to make this, and it took you two minutes to eat everything. <laughs> this is so depressing. 
And then we'd be doing dishes. I feel okay. Oh my God, we ate so fast. We were like animals. Yeah. We'd just be like down. I used, to, I used to do dishes and we had no dishwasher back then. And that was also part of the whole fun, you know, do the dishes, pass them over, somebody dries them, you know, although we, there was a lot of fighting that would happen over who had to do the dishes. But we, listen, Christmas is coming up. We're going to have to have an entire discussion about Christmas and the dynamics of Christmas and what that's like in a family. I can't wait to have that conversation with you, Jan, because we both come from very different families. And Christmas can be uh, interesting and exciting, and, and it can be hell on wheels as well. So, like, I think uh, let's talk about Christmas one of these days before Christmas. It's in three I'm, weeks. It's in three weeks, right? Two, a few weeks. I I am totally down with that. Yeah. I am prepared with my Christmas tales of woe and uh, a- and some happy Christmas times. Yeah. I um I love this time of year. I put my tree up last night with a couple of friends, had some Christmas music on, and just as this is going to be kind of a hard Christmas for me because it's the first time my mom hasn't been home, my parents' house is empty. I'm going away at Christmas for the first time in my adult life. I'm going to the UK. I'm going to stay with my friend Nigel. We're going to be in Dorset, staring at a fire, and I'm sure I'll be crying half the time. But yeah, this is going to be a really different experience for me this year. I'm a little bit trepidatious, to be honest, and I don't know what what it's going to feel like. Um, I've always had Christmas at home with my family. Yeah, well, let's and, let's talk about that, Jen. I mean, we will. We're, we're, we we need to we need to come back to that. I can hear it in your voice, and we need to have a conversation about that. I'm also going to be away this Christmas, so I think let's have a chat about that next time we get okay. together. Um, let's do it. Talk to your friends, you guys. Absolutely. Helps. Lean, lean on your friends. Thank you for listening to the Business of Life with Jen Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Subscribe and download the Business of Life wherever you listen to podcasts.